You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 84, recorded September 6, 2020. Our topic for this episode is Stolen Intelligence, part one. I am your host tonight, Mrs. Hyven. I am Elamist. This is Hyven. And I'm Orchid, but my Discord for We have yet. a special guest so, of Orchid somewhere? Yeah. Orchid? No, my Discord froze. Oh, so okay. It's, you can cut my audio in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need okay, to just say this is Orchid and I'll cut it in. It. It came through her. Yeah. Well, that's I it. did. It's not her Discord. Oh, okay. You did. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. No, I did. Okay. I don't know why my computer is just like dragging its fucking ass lately. <laughs> when was the last time you restarted so, okay. it? Uh, I did restart it like two days ago. Maybe. Possibly. It's all a blur. Most likely not. Uh, no, I think I did. Life is a I blur. If I'm going to stream, I usually restart it. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Podcast news. Uh, we encourage feedback, which can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at hey, it's orchid, at mrs underscore hyven, at i underscore am underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can find us on Instagram at Guardians of Lore. And you can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast, except for Spotify, because they're still not hip, but that's okay, whatever. Um, and you can also leave us a review, chit chat with us, or just get into general fuckery with us on our Discord, um, which is linked in this um, episode's Sweet information. The last one. Yep. <laughs> um, you can also find our info at thelorenetwork.com along many impressive lore content creators. Um, you can also find our Teespring store there, just FYI, if you're looking for it. Because it's linked there, which is pretty cool, because Blue is doing a lot of cool things. Um, also, nope, that's all. That's it for podcast news. So into the twoggle we go. Looks like we have another Chuck date. Yeah. Dude, I'm pretty we sure there's twins. One. Oh, yeah, because there's two babies yeah, now, right? exactly. So <sighs> instead wild. Of, I know. So I get into the um, kitchen the other day, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be fine. Because I heard, like, scrabbling. So I was like, ugh, it's fucking in the house again. So I go, and I look, and there's two babies. That's there isn't that's just cute. one. <laughs> wild. God so damn it. I was wondering why. I was wondering I, I was wondering why one of the baby, well, why the baby looked bigger some days than the other yeah. because it is literally <laughs> two different babies. And I was not going crazy. I was like, I remember you being a lot smaller. Like, That's hysterical. So it's Delilah and Chuck Jr. So now we have two names for two babies. Yes. You can see That's them on great. my Twitter account. God damn it. That is hysterical. Oh my god! Orchid, yeah, and then now mother of possums. Too much. No. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to sorry, say you what can't you can't even did? deny that shit anymore? <laughs> yeah. He changed my name in, in Discord on our server. Yeah, I mean you can't really deny that shit when it's really fucking accurate. Yeah. 
so that's a thing. So they've been there the whole time. Just one is small and one is larger, and you just didn't know. I think so. I just love Um, that they laid not (laughs) birthed babies, basically just in your house. That's just fantastic. Yeah, and I have not seen Chuck's. They laid babies. Like it's just the babies. They laid babies like eggs. Yeah, they don't lay eggs. They just lay babies. Yeah, they do. Just babies. They lay babies, but they look like eggs. Mm -hmm. Yep. What if Chuck? No, they've just. Been, what if Chuck hmm? like reproduced via mitosis? I was yeah, I was just thinking that. What if Chuck just split, split. into two babies? And that's why I've not seen <laughs> Chuck. Because Chuck is secretly just two babies. Chuck, or sorry, Delilah. Um, or is that the baby's name? That's the baby's Chuck, name. So baby's we still name. have Chuck. She's still Chuckette. Yeah, Chuckita. No, she's Delilah. No, no, the babe. No, the ba- the mom. Ooh, that I we like Chuckita. Is now Chiquita. Chiquita. Chiquita banana. Chiquita burrito. Right? That's what I was thinking. Chiquita. <laughs> margarita. I don't know. Uh, yeah, if Chiquita basically was just like, yes, I found someone to throw my parental rights on, and she was just like, this orchid lady seems to uh be chill. I'm just gonna pop out. I'm just gonna lay my babies and. Her garage and, uh, <laughs> and give up motherly off. duties. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Or did I guys did I tell you about what I learned about sharks? Or did I just tell Mrs. No. So I was listening to one of I was listening to uh, um, oh my Star Talk and they just talk about all kinds of various things science and since Shark Week had recently passed, there was one on sharks and this makes me think because we were just talking about babies. Is somebody wrote in the question what do baby sharks actually do do to do to do do to do to do baby shark as a joke and someone was like well actually mother sharks just pop out their young and swim away so there is no mommy or daddy shark actually so basically (laughs) chuckita wow just pulled a mommy shark just popped out of her babies and ran away (laughs) so just to ruin baby shark for all you people Shark science. Thanks. They don't actually take care of their young. They just leave. So there's no mommy or daddy shark. That's really sad. I prefer Thanks. baby hive. Yeah. Ba- oh, you liked my song? They progress. <laughs> no, I, no we did not. I still... I am a lyricist. Oh, yeah. I still like, start singing along to that in party chats. And the people <laughs> I'm in there with go, no, no. <laughs> That's a true progression. Our clan has a we do baby shank do 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 baby shank and then we do zappy shank do 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 do, do splody shank saber die I hate you saber shank saber die yep <laughs> yep but we do that too we have a we have splody shanks and splody zappy shanks and giant shank, shank and. What we call giant shank daddy shank. Mm. So I don't know if that's better. Big daddy shank. <laughs> mm. Yeah. All I want is that big daddy shank. Well, you keep uh, on keeping your children healthy and safe, Orchid. <laughs> uh, God damn. I'm trying to get. Know. Well, I opened the garage door because I was taking my recycling out. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them managed to get out of the garage. So now I have one possum. Oh, you because I split them, them up, but I feel really bad because I separated siblings, and now I'm just like I need to get the other one out of my garage. Oh man! But I got one out. Yeah, that's I hope insane. unless the cats let it back in. 
because that's something they would do. I have a picture of Toki sitting above them. Yeah, I guess um, the cats on... don't want to fight them or attack no. them. Oh, no, the cats think they're cute. That's awesome. Toki also <laughs> knows yeah. not to start a fight with Toki knows. Chiquita yes. anymore. So, Yeah, he knows that. He's He's learned. See, hey, no, nobody gonna no. touch my possum babies. See now, my yeah, thing true. is, how many possums are actually part of a regular litter? <laughs> a possum hive? Oh, there's more. There's more. <laughs> I, it's yeah. usually two, one or two. It's not usually like nine. Oh, Lord, that would be great. Oh, well, God, keep us nine. up to date gonna... on your Chuckita, Delilah, and we need another name now. So. Baby name. Baby names. Possum baby names. Guys, my kitchen and home flipper is coming on great. Really Mrs. Cool. Hyven wants VR oh, because I... home flipper now is putting VR into the game and she wants a VR setup. Um, so, yeah, that's a thing. Well, remember, remember how I told you that when I get my new graphics card, you could have my old one and you said you don't need it. Yours is, you know. Maybe I give you mine. Give me that. Fucker. I take the your yours, put that back in our HTPC downstairs, and then bam, maybe you you can VR. You just have to get a VR headset. Now we're off topic. The fact that Bungie didn't think that maybe the community should have had this information, so we wouldn't have been mad because we're more understanding than people think we are. Like that is what makes me angry about the whole thing. Well, that makes me happy, um, because. I think that makes it sound kind of interesting, and that sounds good. If they're just reprogramming everything, then we might get cool stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I figured everyone knew that. I mean, that's why I wasn't completely mad about it. Oh, well. No, I'm not mad about them, like, pulling planets out. What I'm mad about is them removing my weapons and then making me grind exactly the same weapons. Oh, yeah, that kind of sucks. Again. That's been, that that's been this whole season. That makes me fucking mad. Yeah, that is annoying, yeah. but let's be honest. Next season, we're going to get... I would think we will have no. butt tons of weapons. Uh, I think we're going to have five new weapons. I don't know. Maybe Forsaken? Eight, Remember when Forsaken dropped? It. We had a lot of new weapons. Yeah, but for when, for, yeah, but we didn't have any for Shadowkeep. Yeah, we but I like think this 10. is bigger. I think this is Forsaken size, though, you know? I think Shadowkeep, they said, know. was more like Rise of Iron. And they said uh, well, Forsaken and, was like um, Taken King. And, and so to kind of defend Shadowkeep on that front they were also working on cross saves they were also working on um you know new light which yeah uh, they were also working on free to play like they had a lot of projects that released at the exact same time so it's understandable yeah. well that i mean Shadowkeep they set expectations have... for for Shadowkeep though they specifically said that it wasn't going to be right um like it was going to be Rise of Iron size, sake, than yeah. Because everyone was disappointed with Rise of Iron because they thought it was going to be bigger. Because they, because we had had Taken King. It's that thing where they give us something giant and amazing, and anytime we hear it, there's more, in, like more game, we get excited. So they're now having to kind of tamper our expectations. Now, if this expansion, if um, I will say, they have said that. Um, oh my goodness, what's this thing? Beyond Light. Beyond Light. Beyond yeah, light. That is, yeah. I'm pretty sure they said that this would be. I'm pretty sure someone said that this is like a Forsaken sized expansion. I don't know because Forsaken was supported by Activision. 
True. Blizzard, and this is not. And Bungie has been working from home. I think they've and been working on the number. Of, I think that's why they pushed yeah, it. Yeah, I think the been... number of maps. Oh, I'm sure they've been working on it for like two or three yeah. years. But the number of maps that they have that they like, they shouldn't be removing Crucible maps when that's the thing that needs to be like in rotation. Well, I honestly, I was actually just thinking. I think one of the reasons maybe they're removing know. Crucible maps. They're like, oh, these get stale. I'm like, you mean all the D1 maps you keep putting in that no one asked for and no one wants, but suddenly they're in the game because you just want to make D1 and D2. Cool, Bungie. Yeah, well, I actually think that, uh, well, I actually like the D1 maps because I like the D1 maps better than I like I the don't. D2 maps. Much I hate more. D1. I'm not a fan of... Oh, D1. I actually prefer... I'm if I had to put it out there. Like, my favorite, my games, I would put D1 before D2, so... But... I would not put D1 on my list of games that I liked. Really? Look at that. What did you not like yeah. about it? <clears throat> I hated the way the super system worked. Oh, like, you didn't like the customization? It. I hated... No, I did not. Um, oh, wow. I think I the supers are way like too simplified. Way... Okay. Oh, that's yeah. why I like it, because I don't need to think about it and like agonize for 10 minutes over which oh, parts so of my supers I'm going to be using when I go into Vault of Glass or do you know just a certain like mechanic. And I didn't like the graphics. I thought they were terrible, even for the time. I didn't think they were good. Well, considering it, it first came out on 360, 360. and 1. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought they were okay. If you go back, you can tell the difference. No, we'll see. And, that that is know, the perfect PS3, example why Bungie has trouble balancing the game. Because you specific, something that you're saying you hate is exactly what made destiny one better for me i love the customization destiny gets boring and I stale for me right now because i don't feel like there's much to do i pick a subclass i pick the best <laughs> set of weapons and all i have to do is run strikes or crucible or raids you know that's what i prefer i don't want to sit that, there so. and like and touch all of my stuff for 20 minutes and be like oh well do i want to use this or do i want to use this just so i can go do crucible or just go do strikes like i mean you could turn on exactly what you want and leave it to that but yeah did you play d1 from the very 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 beginning i played d1 yes but i didn't start until probably six months after it came out yeah that's what i mean not that that's like a bad thing i just mean maybe it's because i started I was literally playing like the beta the first day it came out. So like that's kind of just what I was used to. And it was more like D2 was a change that I thought was a downgrade. Whereas I could see because actually probably about six months, even before that, there were so mm-hmm. many different um like currencies and materials that at one point, probably about that time, they had to simplify the game because it was getting overcomplicated. So I could totally see right. how somebody gets in and like, this is already complicated. D2 is so much more simplified that this is really nice because like like i said when i i guess if, if starting from like beta and moving on it was like oh they've already simplified mm-hmm. the game once so that makes sense though right well they are trying to re add in um, at least with the stasis subclass some of your choices but from what, the pictures i've seen it's definitely maybe a little bit more i guess it's simpler or a little bit less involved than like but you're talking about the d1 trees because those were really intense yeah there's still customization, but it's not to the level of D1 subclasses. <clears throat> Thank God. I do have a question. Did you like that extreme customization on weapons, though? Because we used to have a lot no. more perks to choose. On we- you didn't? Um, I didn't because then I would sit there thinking, okay, well, what's really good on this yeah. weapon here? Yeah. And then would have to ask all my friends because, and then in the end of the day, all I want is like, 
I don't know. Yeah. Fucking like makes sense. You just outlaw rampage. You're the kind of, like I don't. Not that I'm. Tr- I'm not trying to put you in any specific. Oh group. no, if I'm, I'm wrong. I am the... I'm probably wrong. But you're kind of like the person who wants to just get something that works and just goof around, and play with your friends. Yep. Yeah. I'm kind of the person. Yeah, no, that's who, exactly what. Half I want. the time I'm playing by myself, and I will or like. Because the game is so grindy, I need things that I can grind. So, like, D1, trying to grind the perfect weapons was more interesting to me because I guess it was more complex. So, it was, like, there was more to do, which at some point is infuriating because it, it the, the reason I was grinding is because I never got the perfect roll. I never got my god roll Ayas Luna that I was look, looking for. Um, so, right. I guess you could argue that technically I never succeeded, So, but it did keep me playing the game. But that's also why, what, five years later, I'm finally experiencing burnout, and I have not played Destiny for a couple weeks. So I guess that's a, that might be an argument towards your your viewpoint, Orchid, yeah. that if you overcomplicate things, eventually people will, will get tired. I don't know. Well, I hope they have a good balance of the two. That's just, that stuff just wasn't for me, and that's yeah. okay. I yeah, mean, for sure. it's fine. I mean, I just, I played with my friends, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And see, I don't know. I just, I... And see, I'm I'm, right I'm in the really of tired of them not creating new content. They're like, oh, but look, we're gonna bring back Vault of Glass and three strikes you've already done a hundred thousand times with all these fucking D1 yeah. weapons you've already had with all these crucible maps that you've already played on. I'm like, if I wanted to play D1, I'll go play D1. I yeah. still have it. That's true. Like I, I created a new D1 character like a year ago or two years ago on Xbox just because. I can't play on PlayStation. Yeah. I think maybe what kind of happened was they wished that Destiny truly could have been one game. And what they're trying to do is bring back some of the best of the Destiny 1 content and then truly just have a, a, a all-around Destiny, not a 1, 2, 3, 4, whatever. And then they can actually kind of say that like all of the best of the franchise is kind of in one game. Almost like later on, you know, yeah. someone yeah. might make a collection edition when they're literally just trying to mm-hmm. make like one game. Like you say, it's it's take it or leave it. Some people like that kind of stuff. Some people don't. I like it just because I like to play some of my favorite stuff. I like some of the stuff. But you are right. Once that initial, uh, like, oh, my favorite thing came back. Once that dies down, you're kind of like, ah, well, I've done this already. Well, let's do Devil's Lair for the 14th time this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I don't know. For some reason, I liked Grinding Destiny more than I liked Grinding D2. Same. For, for me for my kind of player even as much as like we would complain for some reason destiny one kept my attention better and i don't exactly know why but uh yeah it's interesting there's like a nuance i think discussion to everything they do because their game is so uh, there's so many different aspects it's hard because like i've been playing a lot of valorant or you know i used to play a lot of halo and i've come to appreciate what it's like when everyone has the same weapon in pvp or the same options and it feels it's so much because it, it's so it the, the frustration level is so much less because i'm not sitting there like oh my goodness this is ridiculous or i wish i had this or i got to keep grinding for this and then when i finally because get this i'll have it it'll feel great and then i probably will be tired because i've grinded for a week so i am starting to appreciate the static role but at the same time we've seen what it was like with no customization in destiny because it's a looter shooter but there's no reason to to do the activities if they don't give you stuff that's new right well and and a lot of that is because 
like especially in it with Valorant or some of those those other games, it's because it boils down to skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Destiny has all had always been about customization until vanilla D two, and then it was like <laughs> year one just took away. Yeah. What made but Destiny is it one. really about customization when every single season that we've had in the last like year or two is like, oh yeah, play your way, but you know you have to use a fucking sidearm to do this Grandmaster Nightfall. So oh, go yeah, fuck I'm not. I'm not a fan like, of requiring. Well, specific yeah, that's weapon not mods customization for... at all. The new no, champion I, system I is cool, but I yeah, I, I like the champion was... system, but like yeah, my god, yeah. don't make me play on a sidearm when sidearms are for PvP. I think that they should just have. The general mod can be equipped on any weapon, you know, anti-barrier mod, overload mod, mm-hmm. and it just goes on your weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or there's certain just put complica- it on your armor. Yeah, well that, well, that too. Like, yeah, I mean that. They too. did that this season. Yeah, for this pulse rifles only. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Because I would like me to be able to use other, you know, weapons. Right. And but, and no, like I, I mean, I do agree with that. Granted, it's been fun using my gravy lance, but yeah, no, I think that is. I have determined that for PvP activities, I actually do prefer the more quote unquote skill specific ones. Um, like not necessarily that I need everything to be like Valorant, because honestly, sometimes the fact that I have to walk stealthily and flick everywhere. It, it gets it gets older mm-hmm. sometimes i do want to play like halo where i can jump and fly and like you know do all that kind of crazy stuff um, but still even a game like halo it's not the weapons it's my movement and my aim and i think i'm starting to realize that for pvp specific games i kind of prefer that but as far as the mm-hmm. pve aspect i do love how destiny destiny is set up with being able to kind of mix your builds to a certain degree you know i did my to a certain degree, well, i went yeah. in and helped some friends with a grandmaster because i haven't played for a while i was like all right what do i got to equip and it was just like 10 minutes of trying to equip the right yeah. stuff on my armor and weapons and i was like this is i get i get how this gives me something to do but uh it it, it can be yeah. overwhelming a little bit i'm not a huge fan of all of that I've played so little D2 lately because I'm just like so fucking mad at the game right now and they're so bored. Yeah, I don't know if I'm mad. At, yeah, but I, I I guess I'm I'm winded. I'm I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. Is really what I should say. I'm tired. So. Well, it's anyway, it's good that we're going to be getting get an expansion because at the very very least, a good PVE story always makes everyone happy, even if it is only oh, for yeah. the people who play for a short period of time and complain because you know that always happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I'm excited at least for you know, like I'm, I said, just I'm having some PVE content that I can do. Yeah, I always love doing raids. Now I, I'm not. I like to raid. It's just I've done all the raids so many times now that. You know, you can only do the same activity different ways so many times mm-hmm. um, and take new people through. You can do we've done. But yeah, I'm excited for a new raid. We're supposed to go on day one. I am excited for a new raid. Um, I'm going yeah. to day one. I'm excited for it still. I am of course excited. you are. If you weren't going in day one, I would be worried about you. <laughs> I'm still taking off some time from work. I got to put in for the expansion. I'm taking so. off Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Yep, that's what I do every time we have a big expansion. Sweet, sweet content. Yep. Yeah, so as I much th- as we're saying we're a little tired, we still love the game overall and are excited I to see. I love Destiny. Yeah, That's why I am on. tired. 
Well, I just I'm needed like, a break to play other games. I, like that's Halo. what I'm saying. I played that's... for five years straight. It's <gasps> <gasps> guys. Tired. I finished Halo. You finished Halo? Halo One? Oh. Yeah, the first one. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was like okay. Orchid. <gasps> just last week you were playing one. You finished all of Halo. You mad woman? No, I just, I just. So, so what did you think? It. I loved it. Oh my god! If you had said you hated it, um, we couldn't be friends. No, that's the I game that made it. my it was childhood. So good. I love Halo. No, it was so good. I loved it. Sweet. Oh my god. Halo gosh. Two like makes the whole you feel more story, like a The um, whole mm-hmm. fucking um. You, the story ghost or gameplay? irritated me. The story was good. Yeah. The gameplay sucks. Wait, but old. I think it's that's just because yeah, I've yeah. been playing. Oh, very different. Yeah. Oh, so so I think Guilty it just spark. hasn't aged well. Guilty Spark irritated. Yeah, ghost. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Right. How did you Fuck like that evil ghost? How did you like the flood when you first started discovering the flood and them like taking over people and stuff? Oh my god, I, I there are many clips on my channel of me <laughs> discovering the flood because blue, green, and pens were all watching when that happened. Yeah, oh. uh, and they were all very excited. <laughs> what is it? Private Jenkins gets taken over by one of the flood members in the game. Yeah, there is a. I cried. So there's actually, actually. in book. You follow Private Jenkins, where he still has some sentience in with his flood really? body, and yeah, <gasps> that's awful. That's even worse. oh, it's pretty horrible. <laughs> but you he, you get to describe like what he sees. He can't control his body, but he's still like in there. Yeah, pretty crazy. But yeah, the flood are an interesting. So so the parasite takes being. over the host, but the host is still cognizant of what's happening. At least right. in that one, I don't remember which book it is. I'm sure like. Dude, uh, pins would that's right anamorphs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's anamorphs. That's true. That's true. But no, it's it's really it was really interesting. The books, I love how it kind of like added to a story like we all kind of already knew. Um, yeah, no, those games are amazing. As you continue on, you realize the flood are really just the theme of the whole game. They're... For the first trilogy, at least. Well, like the story um, I, of Halo, you know, the grander story yeah. is all about no, actually I really, getting rid of the flood. Yeah, and I I actually had people, I had to stop playing for like 20 minutes, half an hour when I was in, I was back in the ship, everything's on fire, and then I was like, okay, wait, 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 and then had to, let's see, Beard Grizzly, Pens, and like a couple of halo people like from the god what fucking podcast is that i should shout them out anyway because they're amazing and i will later at the end of this podcast um oh podtacular yeah Yeah, they're just podtacular how did you enjoy the library mission that is where you are in the dark with a shotgun and it's just flood popping out of the corners everywhere that mission do you remember Um, that because Elemist watched me play the library. Be- Were you there for that? Yeah. The reason yeah. I remember that mission so fondly is because I didn't have an Xbox, you know, back when Halo originally came out, mm-hmm. but my friends did. And I used to spend the night. Uh, shout out to Red. I play Valorant with him all the time. I know I've talked about him before, but him and his brother, mm-hmm. Floppy Kibbles. Uh, yeah. Floppy yeah. It was Kibbles. Xbox gave him Floppy Kibbles and he kept it. So we call him Floppy. <laughs> Like he's married now, and we just refer to him, like you know, at his like wedding, it's just like floppy and stuff like that. So yeah, so uh, no, so I yeah, floppy, floppy kibbles and red. Uh, I they were just more they were uh, scareder 
scared her scared they were more terrified as children than i was i guess and also because i came from nintendo where everything was sunshine and butterflies i uh, wasn't allowed to play like halo and have xbox when i got to go over and play halo oh my god so they were like hey we're scared to do this mission and i was like oh i'll try it and so yeah the first like story mission i think i ever played in halo was like the flood and i loved it it was just like grab a shotgun run through the dark shooting things and it was oh jeez it was amazing the shotgun and terrifying. was my favorite part um and it was a lot of shrieking a lot of figuring out like yeah. um people are like you you can't stop you have to keep moving you know you have to like use the explodey guys to like kill the other things mm -hmm. and there's, I got like a lot of really good recommendations from people for that mission, but I actually really liked that one because it was very straightforward. It was like, okay, mm -hmm. run through the thing and kill the guys. Yeah, it totally was not actually like super, not that it was difficult. It was just everyone goes in no. there and it's a dark room and you get this weird vibe and everyone's like, okay, I don't want to do this. Yeah, but you realize was, if you just run, if you just vibe. hold forward and shotgun, just like Destiny. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it works well. I did. I played it like a Destiny mission. I just like kept going forward and like shooting things. It was just like when I needed health, I was like, "Oh God, I have like half a bar of health. I'm like yeah. <laughs> gonna die." So there's like a lot of shrieking. It just that mission is so long. All right, now I'm done, babe. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to ask about that one specific mission. Yeah, it, it was with. a good so... mission. I really liked it. The whole game is so good. That fun tangent took us actually through some of our other bullet points, so I'm just going to finish out the twaggle with a little a little spicy little nugget to leave you guys wanting more. Uh, the Lore Network has been putting together a list uh, or a kind of a little collection of ads from everybody who's a part of that um, to start adding through. Um, which we will actually be playing one right after, right after this. Um, but so yeah, take a listen to this ad um, from some other people in the Lore Network, and uh, just know that we will also be creating one uh, that you might hear on other podcasts uh, that you that you listen to. So yeah, enjoy this ad. The Lore Network. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Okay, so um, a brief intro into our topic is... These are Vanguard reports, you guys, leaked oh, by yeah. the Praxic or Lock Anor. And they're obtained by turning in Vanguard tokens. So, yeah, that's Wasn't that's very brief. The season of the Drifter. Hell yeah! The... <clears throat> you also couldn't get this yeah. whole book if you chose Drifter. So, not, if you yeah. chose wrong, um, you got this whole book. No, no, no because no. I'm a dirty this, snitch. I have all of these. That so. wasn't this lore book. 
uh, you're thinking. Oh, this is, is stolen intelligence. Anore. Sorry, I this just sorry, I wasn't yeah, paying attention sorry. to what the topic was. I just heard her right and, um, read that. Wow. Thank wow. you, Elvis. No, sorry. It, in my defense, I am looking at another screen doing Isn't something completely different. Me, I just heard Warlock and Nora. So am I. I'm putting blinds up in Home Flipper, but I'm still hosting this shit and saying shit right. Also, all of your little additions weren't in the fucking show notes, and you want to know why? Because Elemis knows what the goddamn fuck he's doing, so he didn't put them in there. That is. Um, Elemis. I have nothing else to do say. Do better. Yep. Bam, you put me in my place. I just got yes, a right. 2.88 in Crucible. I'm happy with that. Well, I'm almost done putting blinds up in my entire house. Well, Orchid, there, with so. that mad skills, of you, with those mad skills yeah. of yours, yeah. you should Shut up. Don't act like you're hosting this podcast. Shut the fuck up. You're Orchid, at 20%. You read the first card. He's going to end up hosting the rest of it because you're going to end up going to bed Look. in the middle of it. Once again, <laughs> I wanted to lay on the couch this morning, but you mother truckers made me wake up and do this shit. <laughs> so goddamn tired all the time i'm gonna read this the the first card is wait orchid only if you read every single number and leather and money sign fuck okay do you know what if you give me five dollars i'll read all of that decryption and i will enjoy doing how about i see your five dollars but instead i give elemis 42 dollars I see the $42, but it is September on Twitch, and you could sub to my channel for multiple months at a time. But I already have $42 to give Elmas from our Teespring store. <laughs> Una momento. Oh, my God. Fine, Orchid. Read it how you no, want. You Elmas can read stop. it wrong, I guess. Confuse it's everyone. Only, but if- it's only for new subs. It's not for continuing subs. I will unsubscribe and then re. Resub. You cannot. It's for first-time subscribers only. Oh fuck! That means I need to go subscribe. No, you have to pay. <laughs> no one needs to ever fuck. subscribe to me. Okay, I'm gonna read this card. It's called Outliers. <laughs> Access restricted. Decryption key seven three K. What seventh numbers dollar sign Ananda three two six something. Is that good? Can we just use that? Yep. Beautiful. No. You tried. I mean, okay. try again. I like that she's asking. That's hysterical. <laughs> Decryption key 73XK5V2PG1 dollar sign AUN-326. Fucking it nailed it. Rep number 692 fallen agents ran-187. Subject counter cultural intelligence update. One, fallen armed forces continue to fall back from active fronts across Terra. Factions of House Dusk remain active in the European dead zone. Throughout the rest of the globe, refugee attack incidents have dropped by more than 70% since the conclusion of the Red War, largely attributable to depressed fallen and human populations rather than any significant change in interspecies relations. Two, in absence of any united leadership, House Dusk continues to splinter and radicalize. The recent trending emergence of so-called crime syndicates, CF report number 004 Fallen Civ, is emblematic of the continuing destructuralization of fallen society. Likely an artifact of multi-generational colonization of human strongholds, this ancient believes that because these syndicates have no relation to indigenous fallen culture, young fallen are appropriating and imitating human mythology in absence of a strong cultural heritage of their own. 
Much like the dissolution of the Kale Archon theology, much like the dissolution of the Kale Archon theology, this is positive news for those interested in the complete extirpation of invasive fallen from their system. Three. That being said, we should continue to monitor reunification efforts. Several personalities have emerged as potential leaders. First, the would-be integrationists. VIP number 1121, well known to guardians of the inner system as Varix, or Varix the Loyal, directly responsible for the release of the murderer Uldren Sov from the Prison of Elders, number 1121 subsequently fled Awoken Holdings in the Reef, and now styles himself the Kell of Kells, still representing House Judgment. The Praxic Order has petitioned the Vanguard for permission to detain number 1121. The Awoken Monarchy, acting through the Queen's Wrath, has claimed jurisdiction over 1121 and further stated that any prosecution in absence of their involvement will be considered an act of war. The Vanguard have not yet made a statement about their position on the issue. VIP number 3987, another former Confederate of the Awoken, is a lesser-known personality known as Mithrax. Scattered field reports suggest that, like number 1121, number 3987 styles himself a Kell of the so-called House Light, an otherwise unknown house apparently founded by number 3987 himself. We have second-hand accounts that Mithrax has engaged in allied operations with guardians in the field, though we have not as yet been able to corroborate these accounts with any degree of veracity. The agent is inclined to treat these reports with a healthy degree of skepticism until otherwise confirmed, as they may be propaganda from fallen sympathizers in Old Russian and Old Red War Guardian cohorts. We have requested intelligence records from the Awoken, which may further clarify the matter. In addition, whatever the findings of said intelligent records may be, it should be stressed that one or two sympathetic outliers cannot be relied upon to erase the wrongs of past centuries, nor should their good-faith efforts to correct the sins of their forebearers be taken as sufficient symbolic reparation. Second, the would-be separatists. VIP number 4503, a recent personality known as Fikrul, or the Fanatic, a close confederate of the murderer Uldrensov, number 4503, has the apparent ability to raise himself from the dead in a manner not dissimilar to ghost-aided resurrection. Though his reign on the Tangled Shore was limited, he possesses sufficient skill, hatred, and motive to warrant ongoing surveillance. Given number 4503's prop- propensity, for resurrection, the inherent risk of number 4503 reclaiming the body of the murderer Uldrensov from his final resting place in the Dreaming City goes without saying. The Vanguard continues to deploy fire teams to suppress number 4503. Our agents have reached out to the Cryptarchy and the Jensen scribes to request guidance as to his permanent destruction. VIP number 2029, once known, a once-known personality known as Aramis, or Aramis the Shipstealer, a house devil's baroness incarcerated during the Wolf Wars, number 2029 successfully fled the Prison of Elders during the mass escape orchestrated by number 1121. Number 2029 is a classical fallen pirate of the old ways, vicious, uncompromising, and possessing cunning of the highest degree. 
Field reports indicate that she is rallying violent dissidents to reconstruct house devils from the ground up. This agent believes her to be the most viable candidate for universal fall and reunification, and would urge the vanguard and other interested leadership to aggressively prioritize her destruction. We have come too far to pull our punches now. Message ends. So, uh, for the third portion of this, it's talking about possible leaders for the Fallen. Um, we saw at the end of Most Loyal that Varix was calling himself Kell of Kells, and he was going to go try and reconstruct House Judgment. Um, there's Mithrax, who, honestly, he's just trying to... Like, he's not trying to become a leader or anything. He just wants his people to be flourishing and, you know, he's trying to pull them together. Um, yeah. The first half talks point, about how the fauna are in shambles. So. Right. With no clear leader, just like a bunch of kids running around getting into trouble. Right. At this point, um, when this had dropped, zero hour wasn't a thing yet, but it was near the end of the, the season. And that was Vic, or um, that was Mithrax, Mithrax actually testing us to see if we were worthy of his loyalty, or or it sounds a bit presumptuous, but it's it's not meant that way. Um, but moving on, um. There's Fick rule, and I love how they actually give an in-lore reason why we keep running that strike. Still can't kill the bastard. Oh, no, I love the fact that they actually gave a reason as to why we've done um, Hello Dead Thing like 900 times. Right. Right. That's exactly Hello it. Hello Dead Thing. I love That's that That's like fact. the name of it, too. Yeah. No, I, I, we, at least my fire team, we were, we were always like, God, why are we still doing this strike? This strike fucking sucks. They do do this a lot. They and try to like, find reasons why we I rerun them. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I love that they like went to that effort to yeah. tell us why we're doing this thing. <laughs> like, and like nobody knows why me. this keeps happening or how to stop it. They're just like, fuck it. Keep sending teams. <laughs> Dude, just farm your shotgun. Right? Um, and then we get to the last one. Aramis. We will be seeing her this November. She this is was the very supposedly the million baddie this upcoming expansion. This was the very first I am stoked mention of her. And we haven't had a whole lot of mentions outside of this. Nope. Interesting. Pretty exciting. Um mm -hmm. obviously the pyramid ships are gonna be our main focus, but on a smaller scale, Erasmus is gonna be leading some baddies. And as you say that, Elemis, that takes me into the one other uh, piece of information from Ron187. It is actually on a ghost shell, the rimmed shell. Um, it is set up the exact same. We got a uh, decryption key. We got the agents doing counterintelligence. Basically, it's an update on how the fallen are just causing havoc. Um, but it does have the information here is that the faction swarming RZ724 is led by VIP number 2029, Erasmus, with a contingent of other fallen VIPs, number 5340, 5341, and 5342, 
The unnamed factions appear to be an amalgamation of former House Devils, House Wolves, and House Dusk members. So that's what those other numbers are. And although VIP seems to be unexpectedly abandoned the banner of House Devils. And then one other thing is unverifiably reports indicate that VIP number 1121, which is, um, oh my god, Varix, is among the group. Though whether as a co-conspirator or a prisoner, this agent does not know. So Ooh. we ended up getting a little update. The card is longer than that, but that's kind of the important information. It's just kind of exciting that the new expansion uh, is Erasmus as head. And we have lore information that Varix might be there. And that pretty much all the houses are working together. So pretty cool stuff. Ooh. So what if we rescue? Like what if Varix is actually being held prisoner? We rescue him and he's the vendor for... Europa. We make him the true Kell of Kells, and he unites House the Fallen finally, and they become a proud no. Fallen nation, and then we're all good friends. No, 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 no. Mithrax 2020. <laughs> Mithrax is just trying to be... He's going to be the first Guardian. That's all that is. Well, he's in a fire team. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's basically already there. He's, he's going full on. I think he'd be a good Guardian. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah, especially based, especially if you're simp and callous in his stories. Yep, you know he's simp callous. He already has a whole Big story about. Simp. He's got a whole fanfic about Mithrax. So I know, I love it. Yeah, that's the only Duh. thing I wanted to add on this. Otherwise, you pretty much knocked everything out in the park. It's, well, it's, thank you. It's mostly just because, like, I've had to discuss this entry specifically with a lot of people. <laughs> This one's easy uh, as far as uh, they give us the names to the numbers. Some of the other ones we have to figure out as we go on. Yeah. And with that, I'll jump into the next one. Instability. Access restricted. Decryption key 73XK5V2PG1. Dollar sign AUN-326. Rep number 1021, City Van. Agent or agents. Agents, IKO-006. Subject, instability of leadership. One, following the events of the Red War and the recent loss of the Hunter Vanguard, current active vanguard leadership has struggled to define its function and role within what is an otherwise largely egalitarian and self-governing body of active guardians much like the current popular perception of the awoken queen we have failed to adequately respond to questions about our integrity competence and unity as we have grieved the loss of the hunter vanguard the Vanguard was never intended as a governing body of authori authoritarians, nor does it function as such. But in times of turmoil and uncertainty, people rightly look to figures of strength for guidance and support. Neither the Titan Vanguard nor I ever ex intended to become politicians. We are warriors, first and foremost, and we no longer feel that we are able to serve as such. 
in the spirit of honest self-reflection in the face of justified skepticism, we have begun to discuss the possibility of stepping down to invite new leadership into our place, as well as the general merits of disbanding the vanguard entirely, largely because we believe that this crisis of identity will plague anyone who steps into this role. We recognize that this is ill-timed, and we will endeavor to involve the consensus, the Guardians themselves, and all other interested parties in the discussion as appropriate. I specifically invite the Hidden to closely monitor the situation without my involvement. Should you agree that we are doing more harm than good, please do not hesitate to take whatever actions you agree are necessary. 2. Regarding the open Hunter Vanguard position and the terms of Cade's dare, the situation is unprecedented. Were we to trace the chain of culpability back to its first link, I believe we would be obligated to elect a Hive God to our council. Our current inclination is to caucus with the Hunters to debate the benefits of opening the position to any interested and well-qualified Hunter. Such a debate is, of course, contingent upon the continued existence of the Vanguard itself. We will make an effort to convene the Hunters as soon as possible, but this group should be well aware that most credible candidates have fled the Tower in anticipation of such a debate. Message ends. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Why was yours so much shorter than mine? <laughs> I know you got a long one. There's, there's both. I'm because sure there were a good. lot of big words. That's right. That's true. My eighth grade reading level wouldn't have been able to handle yeah. yours. Yeah, orchid. All the words that orchid read right, she just had to try a couple times. Read them right three times before she could move on. Yeah, but I didn't know <laughs> if it was right or not. It's very confusing. Uh, so this card is written by none other than Ikora. It's very interesting that she was given the designation six. Um, I'm sure we cannot assume that this is all guardians in existence. We're not going to try to say that Ikora was the sixth guardian. Uh, but somewhere in the um, the consensus, the whole group leading the tower, um, you would guess that she was pretty OG in that regard. Um, like I said, I'm not sure exactly what that number distinguishes but as we saw ron that was 187 so as far as let's say the group who has access to these kind of documents whether they're the van vanguard or any type of group in the tower she's pretty she's pretty up there um and of course she starts this is the first time i think we got confirmation um well there's been some just some in-game cards or small snippets of her and zavala kind of just having some down-to-earth conversations this is the first time they actually state that the Vanguard has become something that it was not intended to and that they are considering completely stepping down for a few reasons. One, well, instead of becoming like mentors like they used to be in D1, they've become the governing body who make decisions, which is not what they wanted to do. They're supposed to be guardians, first yeah. and foremost, out there fighting, not basically uh, politicians up in the tower. So they commented on that. And also, of course, the fact that 
if they did continue on trying to replace the hunter vanguard is also very difficult um we know that the hunters make a dare in order to get the next hunter vanguard the dare can vary however Cade, for some strange reason decided that whoever killed him took his place why he didn't think about the problems with that plan at the beginning well it's Cade. But let's be honest, did he really think that a good candidate would be the one to kill him? I don't know. I think I, Cade was just joking a little bit there. I think he was just being facetious. Yeah. I don't think he was actually like, yeah, oh, Cade. I'm going to have, you know, like a hive god take my place. <laughs> yep, that's Cade. Not really being right. serious. He was just doing what he had to. He was told he had to do something, so he, he made it as a joke. But yeah, so uh, it, it helps us to bring out that if they follow the chain of culpability... They'd end up with a hive guard. Yes. Um, our good friend, favorite guardian, leader of the best ghost ever, Aldrin Solve. Um, those are all facetious themselves. He might have pulled the trigger, but we know that he was basically being controlled by Riven. And at this point, Riven was being controlled by Sabathun for all She who must not be named. Yeah, Elemis' best friend. So, except for she's named all of yeah. them. <laughs> so, therefore, if you follow that, Sabathun is the Hunter Vanguard confirmed. Um, all you people who want uh, Aldrin, sorry, that doesn't work that way. Uh, yeah. Oh my so god. That doesn't work out so great. Unless we let we've had been Sabathun's been talking to us a lot. She's been trying to tell us she's been helping us lately in in the current missions. Elmist got something serious that he, this is his, his orgasm. Come on, let me get it. So, the chain of culpability <laughs> leads back to Savathun. Yep. Green is Savathun. Green plays a hunter. Hey, there you go. Green's the hunter vanguard. <laughs> Accurate. Hey, we also said Shin Malfur is Savathun yeah. confirmed, so he'd be a good one also. He's a hunter. Um, You forgot the most likely one, which is Eva Levante. Yeah, I was about to say. Oh, my God. Nah, Eva Levante is <laughs> Savathun. Just, I just see that in her creepy standing under the stairs in D1. Right? Do you Stop know being why? mean it's to Eva. No, it's because one, she's not giving me my fucking shaders. That's right, man. That bitch. Shader woman. But no. You know, now no, that I say that, though, would not... I know that he's got too much baggage and wouldn't do it, but would Shin not be a pretty interesting Vanguard member? Shin Mouser. I think he Especially. would be interesting. I think Zavala would have real issue with that. I well, think... So like, but I think that's what they Zavala. almost need. Someone who doesn't... Like, Cade bounced him out because he was goofy. Shin might be too serious, but at the same time, he kind of goes... He's about getting stuff done, regardless of what the circumstances are. Zavala is much more, like, by the book. And then Ikora is kind of just like... I don't know. Ikora actually and Shin actually kind of get along. So They're similar. That would, it would especially be interesting, considering we're diving into dark abilities... Yeah. And other guardians are going to follow as well. Yeah. Oh, I think and I just chose my hand. That's who I want the Hunter Vanguard to be if it doesn't break Right. Because, like, that would create an interesting leadership dynamic. He could train us in the way of stasis. That would make sense. He'd truly be a Vanguard mentor. Oof. I like it. You guys might hate it. I actually do like it. I like. No, I like it. Let's do it. All right. Roll with it. We're making it. We're yeah. going to write Bungie and uh -huh. ask him to just stick that in the yep. story for us. 
Because you're like, I know you guys already have a plan here, and you've probably already written it. But yeah, fuck yeah, that. that's how fuck this that. works. This is better. The this lore community works, just yeah. states things; oh, they yeah. become facts. That's how that works. <laughs> Psych. Oh man, that is kind of cool. Look at that. I've read this card so many times. We just had a new revelation. Yeah. Not really. We mostly just decided something the amongst ourselves. Vanguard. And decided to insert it into the game. Oh, man. Well, I have to move my toilet because that does not go there. Yeah, man. you got to have enough space. <laughs> yeah. Well, I moved my wall and then it just didn't fit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Happens. Too much donk donk for your toilet? Yep. Sorry, okay, well, hi. Anyway. Jump into the next. Yep. <clears throat> All right. I will be reading our next card, depending on how you pronounce this word. I always read it as cockitis. Some people read it as cockatus. Definitely cockatus. You just like it because I said cock. cock. Yep. Lots of cock. All right. Big cockatus. Cockitis. Access restricted. Decryption key 73XK5V2PG1 dollar side AUN. Dash three two six. Rep number zero zero two dash A eight nine nine O F dash C O C Agents TRU dash one three five Subject Intercepted Transmission Sensitive Contents below sniff from encrypted reef datacoms Sensitive We are maintaining our containment posture at Kokitis. I assess no immediate danger to the system, and we have enough firepower to destroy the station and its mechanisms remotely if the on-site warheads fail. The station remains in the stable heliocentric orbit where it was parked after the destruction of Ceres. 2. I do not ask confirmation of these theories, and in fact, I beg you not to address them. But I have reviewed the site records and the fate of the Sophia's crew after they were herded to Kokitis stinks of hive madness. The Kokitis apertures must, at the time, have opened into a hive manifold associated with Crota. Whatever their original purpose, when Crota established his presence in the system, they became conduits into hell. And the Sophia's crew's ugly inn proved it. Whoever drove the Sophia to its doom then install the Kokitis instruments around the original Golden Age facility to study Crota's manifold. 3. Crota is dead. His hold on these gates has passed. Now something else is trying to pass through into our world. But it is so alien, and its sendings so baffling, malformed, that I fear this can only end in madness. 4. The first visitors through the third gate at event time zero 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 were simple hydrogen atoms. Over the course of 72 hours, the emissions developed from diatomic hydrogen to nitrogen, carbon, oxygen, water, and simple organic molecules. At the 80-hour mark, we received our first macroscopic visitor, a pellet of thick black hydrocarbon tar. Until 82-34-15, the gate vomited tar containing increasingly complex monomers and polymers. 5. The visitors then began to assume 
geometric form. A hail of cubes and hexagons, each built from molecular crystal of the same form as the whole. A series of fractal shapes that shattered under internal flaws. Several capsules or membranes of increasingly complex structure containing water or oil. These may have been cellular precursors. At 524-0311, a living organism appeared. Death was immediate. Remote dissection describes a spherical body, radius approximately one meter, surfaced in thick hydrocarbon tar. Deep, evenly spaced throats converged on a central cavity, perhaps in turn intended to serve as lung and stomach. Body exhibited undifferentiated tissue of primitive plant-like cells capable of spasming to pump air or fluid in and out of the throats. Without enzymes to catalyze metabolism or internal structures to dispose of waste, the organism could not survive. Cell to death occurred almost instantaneously throughout the mass. There were no provisions of self-repair or reproduction. 7. At 690-29.54, the gate emitted a tubular organism. For 90 seconds, the organism moved across the gate chamber by contracting and expanding, then expired. Remote dissection describes a 2-meter-long body with a spinal cavity full of energy-rich carbohydrate fluid. The organism's contraction forced this fluid through a capillary network, where simple cells catabolized the carbohydrates into energy to power further contractions. The buildup of heat and waste quickly denatured the enzymes required for metabolism, and the organism died. There were no provisions for self-repair or reproduction. 8. The gate has remained inactive since, barring short emissions of molecules which may be experimental proteins. Remote drones have registered similar ambient molecules within the Hellmouth on Luna, though we have been unable to identify their source. We will maintain the quarantine until otherwise instructed. The overwhelming impression I have is one of learning of increasing sophistication in the synthesis and arrangement of matter. The atoms in these structures were isotypically pure and impossible to date, but I have the uncomfortable sense that even they were freshly made. 9. Probes and instruments dispatched through the third gate do not return. Annihilation is apparently immediate, and so total that it seems to result from a fundamental failure of the ability to exist rather than any weapon or countermeasure. Yet something does exist on the far side, and it is trying to learn the rules of our world from very first principles. I do not eagerly anticipate its next creation. Sensitive. Contents above sniffed from Reef Datacoms. Sensitive. CF reports number 3209-3211-luna-hel. Message ends. Sorry, my 
mute button wasn't working. What wasn't working? So that's wild. My mute button, it wasn't unmuting. Oh, okay. Um, so that's wild. Just like pieces of human bodies are like coming through this portal and not oh, necessarily and the, human dying because they're not. Yeah. F- and so this whatever this, pieces of bodies. Real quick, we yeah. said the of an organism of life. Do we know this agent? Are just coming through this portal. Tru dash one three five. We don't know it for certain. Um, we believe that it's a guardian named Truce. Well, we're going to get more from this character later, referring to the Cabal, but otherwise, no other information, so, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll take that as that was it for Mrs. Hyven, because she ran away. Oh, there you are. Did you have anything else to add? Right here. It's just freaky and weird. Yep. So we've discussed this one slightly in our description of dust, I do believe. Yep. Um, oh, that's why it's familiar. Yes. Elvis, yep. do you want to describe what dust, what happened in dust and why so, this hooks together? And then maybe I will describe what in the world happened with the whole Sophia. So with dust, it's a lore book and, and we covered it in a, an episode or two, um, that it's following a young cryptarch named Lavinia. And in one of the parts, she's actually on the run and she jumps through a Kakaitis gate. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, so that actually is a whole book, which is kind of interesting because she survived that book by going through the gate after they said all their instruments stopped existing. Yeah. And However, we covered that back in episode 25. Oh, wow. Wow. Did we really? It was a while ago. That long ago. Yeah. Yep. And then so <laughs> another, this these portals were mentioned all the way back in 2015. Some of our original grimoire in Ghost Fragment Dead Orbit. We basically got a reporting from a dead orbit crew of the ship Sophia. Basically, what had happened was a uh, awoken ship basically kept them stuck next to these Kokaitis gates. Um, it, it basically shot them dead in the water. So they're just stuck there um, until they went mad, which is also described in the book Dust. Lavinia herself, she is actually trapped in Kakaitis, and she states that the last time the Awoken trapped anyone here, those poor souls went utterly insane. The doomed crew of the dead orbit scout ship, Sophia, called this place A113, an innocent catalog number. They had no idea that the gates aboard, once a Golden Age experiment, had been captured by the hive deity Crota. Those gates consumed them all. So these gates led them to straight madness. Uh, but then we learned that Crota died and he lost control of these gates. Uh, but if you think about it, we did some experimenting with these gates. What we were originally doing, who knows? But the fact that Crota was able to access them 
leads me to believe that we were trying to go into other dimensions. Makes me think of his throne world, the Ascendant Plane. What else do we know that can work on the Ascendant Plane? Well, pretty much anything with paracausal ability, it seems like, in Destiny. If you link that to Dust, one of those entities is, in fact, the Nine. Um, It sounds like, honestly, the Nine, if they truly are like dark matter, can exist in all space and no space at the same time. So yeah, in that book, we find out that Lavinia follows it through to the Nine themselves somehow. So yeah, we discussed that they have been leaking out proteins to try to form themselves bodies. Uh, Because as we discussed in Dust, they are trying to separate themselves from the existence of matter. Because at this point, they are reliant on matter, if they are truly dark matter, uh, to exist. They've, they've needed oh. that. So they've been studying Guardians and Ahamkara for paracalls on nature. And now they're basically trying to create themselves like bodies so they can enter into our physical plane. So kind of scary, kind of well, interesting at the same time. Well, like they're trying to create bodies so that they're not reliant on, you know, yeah. living creatures in the system. Yeah, that used to be what I thought, that they were specifically just making themselves bodies. But at the same time, maybe, if you think about them as their form now, they live forever, they cannot die, but they are reliant on us. I wonder if they're making bodies as, like, agents to do what they want. Um, you so, know, So you think this is, like, the first Zer? Like, this is them trying to create Zer? Well, kind of, because we find out that they have Zer as their minion. They... Right. Eventually, what, Ecditus, they took um, an Orin. Orin. (laughs) So, we've seen that they've already had agents. I think that they're tired of having to take over or uh, conform people to their standards. They're trying to actually get into our world and actually shape what happens. They've studied the Amkara. They've studied the Guardians. I think at this point they have a plan. They just need bodies to do it with because they're confused by the guardian um, in the. Um, what is that? The, the small mini quest for the for the nine. The ones we got from Zero Invitations of the nine. Invitations of the nine. We see a lot of the time they are confused by us, by the drifter. What's going on? So I think they want to form. Not a human body, but a, a, a you know, a. Uh, some type of form made out of our base elements so that they can function in our world and just get more information, maybe about our world, about more paracausality, or just so that they can actually have a hand in strictly influencing what's going on. Well, and like I've, I've got a headcanon that they're just trying to like separate their existence from ours. They want to exist on their own, but they only, like currently, they only exist if we think about them. Yeah. Yeah, my only problem was that was if they made themselves human bodies, uh, material bodies in our world, well, then what's to stop them from just being killed? But for all we know, there's a lot of stories in in lore of all different types where like these gods or beings that can never die seek a simplified version where they can finally just like live out the course of their life. So who knows? You know, is it that could be it, too? Is it do they want the free the freedom to just live their lives? Or are they trying, like, world domination kind of thing? We know they're split, too. Yeah. If you really want to talk about creepy grandma, read Dust. The very, very, very end. After Lavinia gets pulled through the gate, she talks to 
Orin. And then, next thing you know, she's pulled into creepy grandma serving tea. And I don't know what that's all about. But yeah, these gates might be our path into the nine, man. I kind of want to go through them. Right. I want to go through them too because they're just creepy. Right. Like, do I turn into spaghetti on the other side? Right. Is if you like if you went through without your ghost, does your can your ghost yeah. res you, or you just not it truly never exist? I mean, does your ghost need to bring a bucket to just put you into it when you go through <laughs> the gate? Could the ghost survive? How the hell did Lavinia get through? Yeah. How does yeah? How does the ghost survive? Yeah. As far as how Lavinia actually makes it through. The only thing special she did was she stole an Ahamkara bone, got whispered to creepily, and then yep. she jumped through because she was cornered. Mm -hmm. And like, it's almost like the nine can choose who they want to be allowed either, through, man. Either that or the Ahamkara bone was actually a key protecting her because it's feeding off her. It makes me think of uh, Stargate, if anyone's familiar with any of that. They can close up an iris over their gates, so basically anything that comes mm -hmm. through just splats. It's kind of similar yep. to that for me. Like, you have these gates have a, a wall on the other side that you can raise or lower. Mm -hmm. They don't like probes. Who Nobody wants nope. to be probed. Actually, never says you. you. No, yeah, never mind. Yeah, never mind. You. I'm gonna be reading Ringer. Access restricted. Decryption key seven three X K five V two P G one dollar sign A U N dash three two six. Rep number zero one four dash crypt dash five four zero. Agent C H A dash three one nine. Subject, latest Shimizu paper. One, everybody's favorite conspiracy theorist is publishing again. Here's an excerpt from his latest paper. Incomplete, I'm afraid. But you try for high-def OCR at 500M during a rainstorm and tell me how you do. Two, remain major unanswered questions about the failure of the city's information, surveillance, and recognizance. ISR network to detect the approaching Red Legion fleet. It is by now well accepted that the Red Legion's sophistication in military affairs vastly exceeds our own. Although Gaul's campaign made no real provision for continued resistance after the Traveler was contained and the Almighty moved into firing position, his opening gambit achieved a level of strategic surprise that would be the envy of any ancient general. Scion electronic warfare units compromised the city's sensor perimeters and suppressed our satellite early warning systems so thoroughly that they even maintained their fail-safe signals until the last possible moment. An extraordinary deception program and the prison of elders, combined with relativistic projectile strikes against key sensors, blinded the reef to a simultaneous attack. But how did the Red Legion escape the notice of the entire scattered dead orbit fleet? It would be politically unwise to suggest that the Arax withheld information so their precious ships would be spared a losing battle. 
and indeed the integrity of the same fleet proved invaluable in the counterattack and the city's reconstruction. It would be even more politically incendiary to suggest that the future war cult viewed the city's brief occupation as politically useful or more charitably as a necessary step towards some desirable future timeline. But it is impossible not to ask, how did the same guardians who foresaw Oryx in prophecy and in captured enemy material fail to anticipate and take measures against the Red Legion attack? Is there something intrinsically more secular and thus unforeseeable about the Cabal? Do they practice superior information security to the Hive? Unlikely, given the interception of a Cabal distress signal in the wake of the Taken War. Did some agency henceforth unknown act to conceal Gull's approach from our protectors? One that shared with Gull some central motive, whether the destruction of the Guardians, the capture of the Traveler, or the apprehension by force of the abilities we call the Light. If such an agency exists, capable of such totality and subtly in its action, how has it concealed itself from us? 3. If I didn't know better, I'd say we had a leak. Hassan's a real ringer. Hope he gets rezzed as one of us when he dies. 4. With all the usual regret, I'm going to forward a recommendation to the Cryptarchs to continue rejecting his submission from the legitimate publications. If anyone disagrees, just give a shout. Message ends. So this is like my favorite kind of spin foil, but it's in an actual lore card. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there's secretly there's a a secret you know society that keeps us from like knew, knowing that the cabal were approaching during the like what? <laughs> Maybe y'all are just like dumb. I don't know. You know the also, best part of this is. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um. No, no, no. Go for it. And I was just going to say this poor, I'm assuming maybe Hassan, would that be referring to this guy's? Hassan Shimizu. Yeah. First name, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So Hassan Shimizu, everyone thinks he's a crazy uh, spin foil theorist. The dude was actually we right. Yeah. Right. The nine. We know better. Like, he was on the right track. Yeah, yeah like was. where he thinks it might have came from, he might be wrong, but like yeah. he was right. We had confirmation no, that it. the nine, one of their members who later got in trouble, somehow blinded our sensors and everything to the coming coming of the Red War so that they could kind of like test to see how Guardians handled it. Like crazy, mm-hmm. crazy man. The reason he's crazy. You know, most of the people who got like these ranting and crazy theories, something probably has happened to them to to lead down that path. So, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I want to note before I actually jump into anything else, this was actually a report from Chalco Yang. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I didn't know that one. Okay. Chalco Yang. Chalco Yang. Never mind. You said um, that I wanted to say a long dong schlong. <laughs> long duck dong? Oh, the cat. Long dong schlong. God damn it. Long dong Wait, you said this was who? 
Chalco Yong. I was gonna say Long Dong Shlong. This one. <laughs> Wait a second. Am I missing something? Oh yeah. I don't know. Nope. Wait. Nope. There we go. Yeah, you you got it right. I just accidentally failed. Yeah, Chalco three one three one nine. Oh, yeah, this is the only. Sorry, I was copy and pasting. I accidentally pasted instead of copy. And yeah, this is the only card reference to this individual. Well, that with that, that name Cha three one nine on Ishtar Collective. Well, because that's only hmm. specifically used for Vanguard reports. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the um, other ones have had reports, but this guy only had the one. But I love the the fact that you know, he's cons like Shimizu was considered a conspiracy theorist mm -hmm. and then right in in the first part of it it says here's an excerpt from his latest paper incomplete i'm afraid but you try for high def ocr at 500 meters during a rainstorm and tell me how you do like, i thought they meant the thing that like makes the the words like yeah yeah that, that, that turns you, you images like, yeah. to findable uh -huh. yeah 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 that's what yep. i thought yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what I use OCR for at work. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly That's what it. I thought they were talking about. This man is like hovering over confused. them at 500 meters he, he just was, trying to get videos of the paper. He's at 500 meters using a sniper and OCR software. <laughs> to try to read this stuff. I thought it was funny. <laughs> like, genius. that is beautiful. I had to like think about what they said for a second because I was like, that can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's what happened no that's, oh, that's exactly what happened yeah my other favorite part is there something intrinsically more secular and thus unforeseeable about the cabal or do they practice superior information security to the hive their it support was better basically is what we're saying right they had better it than the hive <laughs> like wow that's i funny. love that like real world thinking like maybe their uh their, their security is just a little better yeah no they like, got rid of I'm, mcafee I'm, they oh my god right ah. oh, god. Um, oh my god now like I'm, I'm going off the whole he, he's sitting there with a sniper bit and I'm going mm -hmm. one step further going the vanguard just has one person like a, a guardian stationed to watch this conspiracy theorist hmm yeah that's true well you notice that they don't <laughs> want to publish his stuff I guess right. because of fears. Like, he doesn't quite get legitimate publication rights. Which is interesting, right. too, because this means that uh, they have a certain level of um, censorship in the tower, which is yeah, kind of not always okay, right? But, um, right. yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, this guy is on, he's on point with his thoughts. Granted, he's a little... He's also off in other ways, and maybe they view that as, like, you know, it's better t for people not to know than to have, like, misinformation and be scared. But, uh, yeah. Uh, gotta love yeah. it. He gets his own mm -hmm. spy. That's what we're doing with those good resources. And, like, that was something I didn't even think of until I'm sitting there going, why is somebody sitting there with OCR software with and a sniper? Right. <laughs> because reasons, that's why. Reasons, right. Indeed. Reasons.
Right. Shall we move on? Let's do it. To the last we card. Shall. All right. I'm going to be reading Forgeries. Access restricted. Decryption key 73XK5V2PG1 dollar sign AUN-326. Rep number 198-Vesta-DC. Agents Fen-092. Subject RE Possible Forgeries. One. As you all know, an unknown sender delivered six messages to VIP number 2014. These missives were sent via Glimmer using a simple encryption scheme that even a 5530-unit frame could have easily cracked. Number 2014's ghost took immediate notice of these messages and quietly forwarded them onto IKO-006, who then distributed them back to us. CF reports number 167-173-VESTA-DC for full transcripts. In these messages, the sender briefly purports to be none other than one ERI-223, providing fanciful details regarding her origins as a human woman who grew up in an apparent settlement of old Russia known as St. Petersburg. None of this account sat well with anyone who actually knows ERI-223, not simply because none of her close confederates had any first-hand knowledge or belief that she knew of her pre-guardian origins, but also because she is still active in the field and has personally denied sending these messages. That being said, in accordance with our rigor for skeptical inquiry, this agent was dispatched in pursuit of hard evidence to the contrary. Number three, I submit to you now photographic and video evidence recovered from civilian family albums, historical archives, and extant ghost recordings originally captured in the last city. Behold, ERI-223. A child of the last city, born to civilian parents in a mortal guardian integrated neighborhood. Behold, too, tiny VIP number 1786, though he is almost more unbelievable than ERI-223 if you look at his smile. Of the photos, original, di original digital files are unavailable, but radiocarbon dating clearly identifies the earliest prints as more than 300 years old. This is consistent with the timestamps of footage provided by volunteer ghosts who were present during the same period. As to whether the child we believe to be ERI-223 is indeed ERI-223, please see the second compressed folder attached to this report for full double-blind of forensics. In regards, in regards to the other personality presented in the six messages, having consulted with AI.com slash Rasputin and AI.com slash Black, both have attested that they have no record of any so-called craft mind designated Medusa. This does not discount the possibility that such a craft mind may have existed, but in light of the fact that someone was impersonating our former colleague, it follows that someone may have credibly invented a craft mind as well. We will continue to scour our records for any evidence to the contrary. Like many of those reading, this agent has a strong recommendation about the identity of the sender, but it is beyond the scope of this report. CF reports number 024-VESTA-DC, 025-VESTA-DC, number 026-VESTA-DC, number 086-VESTA-DC, number 001-034-HIVE-SAV, and number 
dash zero zero five dash hive dash dull. Given the importance of numbers 2014's contributions to our defense efforts, as well as the recent downfall of the Awoken Prince, this agent is deeply troubled by the idea that a malicious entity might seek to sway or confuse number 2014 through the context of trusted allies. Number 2014's ghost made brief mention of some kind of waking hallucination in one of its messages. Have we reached out to corroborate that report or provide additional counsel? message ends so this is actually from Fenchurch yep oh he's actually useful he <gasps> actually has a lot of messages he's when he's not... not goofing around he's actually a stealthy agent well like Fenchurch it's his cover Fen... it's just his cover it, it, <sighs> exactly like he's not stupid he's not crazy he just acts it because that's what everybody expects at this point. Right? In the same way Cade was actually a badass with a lot of internal demons. Yeah. Like, he acts like a goof who just would, like, trip over a chicken. That That's exactly it. <laughs> um, so this, in, this entire thing is referencing the lore book Truth to Power. Mm-hmm. There's a portion in there where it's whoever the sender is is trying to convince us like our specific guardian that we are talking to Eris. Um, yes. And that's because we hadn't seen her since taking King. Yes. Yeah. Right. That, that brings us to the identity of 2014. That is us. Yeah. That's us. Um, what up? It, it's Ironically. not strictly confirmed, but it is heavily implied because we're the ones who got this book destiny one came out in 2014 we are talked about as like the guardian in here so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like it's it's heavily implied pretty much straight up confirmed um and there's actually one other one that i'm like i have headcanon for this and i'm i'm hoping that it's that way VIP number 1786. You know, Eris's childhood friend. I'm hoping that mm-hmm. that's Asher. Oh my god, that would be the best. Yeah, that's right. what me and Elamist theorized in a conversation. Um, so, like, their friendship yeah. lasted through their each of their individual deaths, and they found their friendship again in Guardianhood. Oh. Yeah, pretty crazy yeah because I mean, if you think of it they're given a vip status number so we would assume that they are either of some importance or maybe that's referred to as guardian number so we'd go off of let's say uh, you know this is kind of how we we theorize this some sort of guardian who would have contact with Eris quite possibly maybe we talked about emotions going through being rezzed and also that it's unbelievable that they smile uh, we thought zavala but who would be much more so in that realm than Ashermere? They have this weird mm-hmm. friendship, right. but Ashermere is known to be the most curmudgeonly grumpy person ever. So, yeah. yeah. Cuz like it, I had initially thought that oh yeah, they're both afflicted by whatever race they're they fight. So they found friendship in that. But like I like the idea that 
there's more to it than that. It would be and really their cool. Their friendship lasted through death. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of the things I wanted that to comment on, nice. comment on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Orkin. No, 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 no. I was going to say that would be nice to think that, considering that we have no idea. Like, no one has any memories when they get res, but mm-hmm. just having that, like, maybe they just know in the back of their head. Yeah. It would, yeah, it would almost confirm our, like, yeah. strong emotion goes through when you res mm-hmm. theory podcast. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what I wanted to go on is no guardian knows their past. Um, through documentation, they were able to find that possibly that Eris was 300 years ago born in St. Petersburg and Old St. Petersburg in Old Russia. But the other thing that is as cool as that might sound, the scary portion of that is whoever was claiming to be Eris knew this information that guardians right. don't even know about themselves. Well, no. That the city didn't even that, have records of. So, so the thing is, this entire entry is disproving that fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, What exactly. That she was not born in St. Petersburg, yeah. that she was not from they old went- Russia. Yeah, they went. Oh yeah, she was born in the last city. You're right. You're right. It does say she was born in the last city. Okay. No, they just like it boggles the mind that they went through such lengths to prove that it wasn't that that she wasn't born. Yes. Okay. Sorry. No, that wasn't born in. I yeah, I missed the whole. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. Okay. So then they got this crazy theory. Yeah. So yeah, that I guess my main point still was just the fact that guardians don't know their past, and it was very odd that somebody was trying to say. You know, I'm so and so, and here's my past information. Um, I find and, it kind and, of crazy that now Eris knows a little bit. You know, they were um, in the Ahamkara Wars. I call them the wars. They were really the massacres of all the Ahamkara. Um, they went in pairs, great hunt. so that way they would not be basically tempted by the whispers of the Ahamkara. And one of the mm-hmm. things that happened in those cards were they were tempted with. Uh, the their answers past. to their past lives, which was really, really hard to turn down. One of them, which I think was the team of Eris and Ikora, and I believe yep. Eris being curious about her past. So I find it very interesting that and, that was what was kind of poked here. Well, and, and so this is a, a report from Fenchurch to the Vanguard. Yeah. Right. Eris doesn't necessarily know any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She um, might have access well, as one I'm, of the hidden eventually, but yeah, this is not a direct well, report to her. Well, and and she might not well, even she's know off, about it. She's out about still, it, yeah. unless she actually looked at the leaked report. Right. But at that point, the Vanguard could be like, uh, no, no guardian is supposed to be looking at that. Well, I I would think that Eris's position, as she is one of the hidden for Ikora, I think that she actually probably would have access to stuff like this, maybe. But then again, she's also off out and about, so I doubt she would have been checking her email. Right. Right. Yeah, sorry. Yep. So yeah, no, I misspoke. This confirms that she is... This was all a lie, but it's just very interesting that we chose a guardian and try to show them that they had a past. Uh, And then the other one... After, I don't know, Truth to Power. Have we covered that book? No. We really because should cover, cover. We should cover. I know you three episodes. I know we've been ignoring. I think we should try to cover that one, especially if Sabathun's starting to play a more of a bigger part in the newer uh, yeah. expansion. We well, should probably we try can, to cover that one. We well, can so schedule like, it after Beyond Light starts. That's, that's going to be three episodes. 
two to actually get through the lore book, one to dissect it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we don't have time before, pretty soon after the expansion yeah. drops, I think we should try to do that one. But in yeah, that it's book... It's going to have to be right after, yeah. Okay. After that book... I mean, in yeah, after saying that this individual is heiress, they then come clean that they're actually not. They're actually some type of AI, which refers to themselves as a craft mind with the designation of Medusa. And we see that Rasputin nor Failsafe have any records of this in existence. So basically, truth to power, while it sounds very convincing, a lot of the records show that everything is a lie. Um, and then Finchurch continues on by telling us to keep in mind a couple identities of the cinder i actually have no clue who these vesta dcs are without much Their information reports. yeah i yeah i think those are just CF our, yeah would we say those would be yeah because this are... is what this is rep 198 vesta dc so maybe this is saying go back and look at 24 25 26 and 20 and 86 yeah, yeah. Past reports. that's what I got out of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those are past reports about the Dreaming City and the curse that's going on there. Yes. Um, and then those are in tandem with Hive Sabathun and Hive Dual Ankara, which um, we've kind of discussed them a little bit. But basically, Sabathun, that's also in Truth to Power, but for the most part, but we've never really discussed. I don't. We have in some aspects, but the whole Dreaming City curse is on a recurring cycle for Sabathun to just feed her worm. The culmination... Murder battery. Yeah, she refers to as a murder battery. Everything culminates on the third week cycle when you used to do, well, you still can, but really during that time, the only time you could do the dungeon was the third week. On that third week, you did the dungeon. The main boss was Dual Ankara, one of Sabathun's daughters, uh, she was set in place that when she is killed, it resets the cycle. So, lore-wise, that is why you could only do that in the third week. And so, in in game, we would have defeated her. Bam, curse starts over, and it's been like that ever since. We didn't find a way to stop well, it. And so, yeah, Sabathun's master plan is is to feed her worms so she can work on other things. And and the thing is, dueling Karu is a powerful hive mm-hmm. so us killing her is a lot of energy yeah and yeah. for that to happen every three weeks yeah it's just oh yeah it's crazy it's like not to mention all the other week, killing we're giving her a buffet yeah. yeah not to mention all the other killing that is happening mm-hmm. throughout yeah. the uh, the week and you know that's this is like inception because in the whole charging of sabathun's murder battery we were doing mm-hmm. the blind well which was charging mara's throne world at the yeah. same time mm-hmm. so there was just a lot of battery charging in the yeah. the whole forsaken story yep. it was a power up it was all the filler episodes of dragon ball z which is pretty much most of it where everyone charges yep. up for 12 episodes before they fight for one pretty much pretty much yeah. yep that's craziness. Though. Like everyone um, doing yeah. like big old hair. Pretty much. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the, you throw the one... one kick and then you charge up again for another three episodes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the one other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, there was something about our guardian having 
a waking dream or a hallucination. Very, very end, right before the message yeah. comes. Uh, our ghost made brief mention of some kind of waking hallucination in one of its messages. That actually is part of truth to power. Like there's two or three entries that it's it's literally a choose your own adventure kind of thing. It's it's truth to power is a weird lore book. It really is. Is that the hallucination you were thinking it was mentioning then? The one in truth in truth to power? I was thinking our vision we had when we kind of was it when we regained our light? And well, we no, saw the oh. pyramids dropping through the water, and we had all that crazy well, stuff no. happen. Because this is talking about in one of its me- messages. Huh. In one of the ghost's messages. 2014's this ghost is... made brief message in well, one so of like, its this messages. Is, this is talking about, you know, uh, as you all know, an unknown sender delivered six messages to VIP number 2014. Oh, that's us. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, ghost no, I made... get that. Our ghost made brief mention of some kind of waking hallucination in one of its messages. I was, okay, see, you're saying, I get what you're saying, but I'm reading in one of his messages as one of the ghost's messages to the Vanguard. Well, so like this entire report is about forgeries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm so just saying it's our, specifically our, talking our about those is... six messages. I get that. No, no, no. I, I totally say it. I'm just saying I didn't read that as in one of gotcha. the book's messages this was like in a transmission report from our ghost uh it happened to mention some waking hallucinations like do they have any connection yeah yours probably makes more sense i was just curious if it was linking our vision of the future into this thing from like a year and a half before <laughs> it's yeah. yeah i mean everything that's happened in those visions have are literally playing up into uh, what's happening well, yeah, right now with the pyramid but, ship so that's why i was sure what are the i don't even remember what are the hallucinations in uh truth to power do you uh, remember what the the overview us at the of? tower yeah and i was just wondering Korea if there was anything shows up and any importance not really yeah. no those are the ones that made us think that we were going to have uh Korea come back for one of the expansions that, and we had all these theories from that one of those, uh, like in the actual hallucination, it, it was talking about reaching level 999 yeah. and defeating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yep. that's where everybody thought that that was going to be what happens. And yep. And I'm sitting there going, it's coming from a no. lie that is a truth that is a lore book. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, crazy. That would make more sense. I think, yeah, that that would be. You're right. That is that, because if you go back, this agent is deeply troubled by the idea that a malicious entity might seek to sway or confuse through the context of trusted allies, and then the ghost makes the mention of waking hallucinations. I was just curious. You know, when you think of waking hallucinations, I think of truth to power as someone who was more of like a message that we receive, not necessarily a hallucination, but. And the thing that gets me is these messages were sent via glimmer. Yeah. And it yeah, was only right. and it was only six messages that were sent. But we went back to the Queen's Court for several visits. More than that. 
Yeah. Right. Well, how long is Truth to Power? I'm assuming it's six entries. Let me actually look at it. I, I think it's 11. It's more than that. I think it's... No, it's yeah. it's much more than six. Okay. Because <clears throat> we were going to have to cover it in two episodes. 11. There you go. So maybe six of these entries are referring to the conversation, and then the rest of it is our hallucination. Because that... And, and maybe there's, there's a a lot that we're gonna have to unpack there because of mm-hmm. truth to power being what it is yeah right that would make sense no i i actually am now seeing that if you break it up some of them titled like act choose react react choose act those are the ones you were talking about where it's basically telling like your choose your own adventure um so mm-hmm. maybe those aren't necessarily messages to us but more of we are actually having a hallucination and so the uh, and so six of these entries might be actual just the stuff where it's talking to us and then the other five are literally our hallucinations so this is gonna be interesting to go into but yeah that's what that card is referring to the reason I, I i bring any of this stuff i try to link all this stuff together is because everything in this stolen intelligence book especially going back now has some relevance to the greater story right. that has been progressing and that's why i'm just trying to right. kind of get a, a a good flow for if this one is still going on or if this story was kind of like the dreaming city standalone story and we're kind of putting on the back burner until sabathun comes back right. that's, that's yeah. probably much how i read it there's too much is, going on <laughs> this is about the dreaming city it's a self-contained vanguard report yeah no i do i do see that now and it and it sheds light on truth to power because mm-hmm. everybody was confused as all hell about that oh yeah mm-hmm. well now savathun is giving us weekly messages in the um man why is my memory so bad the mission not that i never keep finishing i well the yes missions. the interference missions but a lot of She's those interfering are... with the actual exactly that exactly that's what i'm saying she is she is getting her fingers or toes if you'd like into uh our mm, toes our like conversation with the darkness so she's getting right. she's getting in in the way of things yeah but that is my other point like as much as truth to power could have been complete lie or some of it could be truthful like what level is this a play does she she could be working with the darkness and this is all a big play I, as a minion, or she could literally be like, "I want to be the center of attention." I, Go away. I think she's in the that, dark but... as much as we are, and she's trying to get any information she can. I yeah. I have thoughts on that, but ooh, we can... we'll save I, it for I, our spin foil episodes yeah. that are coming yep. up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Interference mission. It's very interesting stuff going on. We got lots of cards for it, too, so we actually have some information for that spin foil. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that was a fun right. one to end on. Truth to power conversation, yeah. in short. You see how much <laughs> ranting we did just for the not even the whole truth to power. That We're not even doing truth to power. That was a lot of truth to power. I know, that's what power. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wow. <laughs> Thomas is right. We are going to need a whole episode just to talk about We're going to need a whole episode to unpack that. Like deconstruct it. Yeah.
That'll be fun. All right. So? <sighs> Shout outs. Mrs. Ivan. Yep. Do you want to take us out? <laughs> or do you want to do your shoutouts? Sure. Sure. Uh, I don't have shoutouts. Um, give me a second. What? I didn't understand you at all. She said she didn't have shoutouts. Give her a second. Um, well, we can save you for last. Yeah. Alamis. Do that. So, my boo, Baxter and the Ishtar Collective. <gasps> I have a Baxter shoutout. Um, I'm interrupting you. Baxter's gonna have a baby. Well, his oh my god, what? There's so gonna be a baby at the Ishtar. Congratulations, Baxter, girlfriend. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Yes. Hopefully, Orchid wasn't Exciting. like breaking that news right here. <laughs> no, kidding. it was on Twitter. Yeah, I know. I talked I'm to sorry. him. That's cool. Yeah. But since you're talking about Baxter, I thought I'd throw that out there. Congratulations, Baxter. We're so thrilled for you. Definitely. That's very Congrats. exciting. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, wow. Now I'm trying to, like, my shout-outs just went out my head. Uh, sorry. Ishtar Collective? <laughs> uh... It, oh, uh, shout out to my sister-in-law. Um, she just got news this morning that her brother had a heart attack and <gasps> he's in the hospital now. So she's kind of freaking out. Um, oh my God. Well, and, and like, this is the brother that had to go on quarantine because he caught Corona. Oh, that's not good. Weaken immune system. Right. It's supposed stuff. to damage your heart too. There's right. So I'm I'm like I'm here if you need me, but Jesus. I'm all the way across the country. And and it apparently they're not even actually allowing visitors right now. So yeah. they can't even even though they're like a thirty minute drive away, they can't go see him. Oh my god. That's all for me. Jesus. <laughs> there's no what? there's there's tons of A drama in my life that I'm not even di directly involved in. Oh my god, there's a lot lateral drama. There's a lot of drama. Jeez. Well, I hope everything is going to be okay. Yeah, I do too. Send lots of good thoughts, Orlena. Because, like, he's also going through a divorce. She's oh my god, just, like, completely fucking with him. He hasn't seen his kids in a month or two at this point. What? It's... And then all of this just happened to him. And I'm like, dude, 2020 just needs to go away. Fuck you, 2020. No one likes you. You've overstayed your welcome. Guys, it's September. Can you believe that? Fuck, where did the year go? <laughs> We're going on a tangent. Any more shout outs? I'm, I'm done. 
I'm good. I'm afraid that I'll, if he has any more shout outs, yeah, worse they're all things so are bad. Happen. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> love to everyone out there who's God. going through rough times, but Orkin. Um. So. I was just gonna. I was gonna do shout out to Baxter. Congratulations! I am so happy for you. I'm so thrilled for you. That's so exciting. Um, so I'm gonna do something different and shout out a different um podcast because that's a thing. Oh, thanks to everybody who are like um giving me lots of podcasts to listen to when I beg for it on Twitter. I appreciate it. <laughs> um. Because I like that Arf suggested our podcast to you. <laughs> I know. I thought that was weird. Like I already listened to. I'm here for that podcast. I don't need you to suggest it to me. I, I already know. That's funny. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, We're just that quality. I know, right? <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Anyway, um, I want to shout out uh, Podtacular, a Halo podcast. Yeah. You should go listen to them. Apparently they're a big deal, and I didn't even know they existed. They are very large until they until they raided my channel when I was playing Halo, <laughs> and That's then a awesome. bunch of them just stuck around, and we had a very large lore discussion with Beard Grizzly <laughs> about Halo. Awesome about Halo nice. because I was very confused about what was happening in Halo, yes. and so I appreciate the shit out of them. Um, awesome. So if you haven't, if you if you don't listen to their podcast, please go listen to Podtacular. Apparently, they're awesome. I mean, Pens says they're great, so they must be great. I trust what Pens has From to say. From what I know, yeah. I know Podtacular's been around doing Halo forever. Years. Yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, so definitely go listen to to Podtacular if you guys. The Halo story guys, is and massive. You know what? If and Pens, if you, if Pens hmm? says that they're good people, they have to be good people. Pens is good people, yep. so I trust what Pens exactly. has to say. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So please listen to Podtacular if you want to listen to a Halo podcast, because I am super getting into Halo right now. That's all I really want to do with my life, and <laughs> yes. I've been sick all weekend and not been able to stream because I've just been like, I can't stream for seven hours at a time and be throwing up like a fourth of that That's time. Why so... I play Destiny? Because Halo had my life from oh my it, god from it coming yeah. out to till Destiny came out pretty much there's yeah. a small stint in between where i played other games but otherwise i was reading halo books playing halo mm -hmm. it's just yeah it's it's a beautiful yeah universe. I'm, I'm gonna have to to get into those books because like every single person i've talked to is like no you have to read these I'm like all right <laughs> i uh, will i used to make you know blue's got his mm -hmm. giant like mind maps he'll make i at one point had a oh, large yeah. uh timeline for halo that i both I don't know where it is, if I can still find it, but I took stuff and made, yeah, made my own, um, basically it was a timeline for me to keep track of what the hell's going on. Uh, and then I also okay. found a couple links to find, to, you can find the stuff online, uh, also to try to find the books, um, in, so they are grouped by series. There's a couple series, um, but there's, there's series. How many books are there? So different writers have di wrote different books, but there are a couple that uh. are like themed. They're, let's say it's like a trilogy about this theme. There's a lot of standalone ones. Um, uh. I chose to find a list of them in there. You can find them in recommended read order and chronological. I like to read things in okay. chronological, except for a couple yeah. cases where it's like you should read this though to get a better understanding. But yeah, if you get into them. Obviously, take some recommendations from people like Pins or Podtacular. 
right, right, right. but also i would look up online like where to start because uh, if you yeah. start right in the middle you might be very confused confused especially yeah. if you haven't played all the games so there's my shout yeah out. i have not if you're I interested in the Halo story Halo yeah the games are a great start but the books Halo build too, so mm-hmm. yeah 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 no, I love it so far, like playing Halo and having everybody watch and be very patient with me because I know it's just like killing everybody who's played the game on the inside to like watch me do this thing. <laughs> but Pens actually gave me like the nicest compliment ever that I've ever had. And it was um, that he thanked me for playing it because it was a way to see kind of like the magic of playing the game again through someone who's never played it before. Yep. I've been trying to get Mrs. Ivan play. And I think I will, well, if she wants to, I might stream that too, but we've been trying to start this. She said, and I quote, and I'm just kidding, not exact quote, that she would like to experience the game that has like, kind of like made me who I am. (laughs) You should definitely, Halo is so good. She wants to experience the game that led you down this path. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) Yep. The game that did this to you. Where did the game yeah, touch that... you? Yeah. Right in the feels. Tell, show me where the game touched you. It touched me right everywhere. Right in the feels. Basically. To be honest. There was <laughs> nothing untouched by Halo. All right. Are you have any more shout outs, Morgan? Oh, uh, no. Just um, actually, yeah. Shout out to Pens. Thank you, buddy, for um, being a, a really good friend and a close friend and also just like being very patient with me when I'm like, what's this thing in Halo? Please tell me what it is. I really appreciate like the shit out of him so much. So, shout out to Pens. Pens is great. That's Pens it. is good okay, people. I'm done. Pens is really good people. Are you ready for yours, babe? Or should I go? No, I thought I I know what mine is. Okay. The uh, real quickly. And this... Oh, you do. Uh, oh, yeah, I thought I you didn't. Know oh, right. I don't have yeah. anything really fancy. And the spirit of shouting out people who love and support us. I want to shout out Alamus actually. I, too, have been very tired with the Destiny game and the grind and just, like, not really feeling the content this season. So it's been not super fun for me to, like, get on and try and grind up my level to be prepared for Beyond Light. Um, But the other day, Alamus hopped on and played a little with me, and it was just – it was really fun, and it was really nice, and – it was after dealing with like the dumbest person. The worst blueberry. Yeah, wait a second. Before you continue on, she might be talking life. about how, I need to hear this story. how much she loved. But I was playing Valorant. I was in un- <laughs> in competitive with my buddy Red. <laughs> Grant you, she's above me. My door's closed so I can focus. I just hear this yelling and I'm like, Mrs. Hyven, she's probably excited playing something. But then I hear this like, Are you angry, screaming, banging, like smack. It just, it's so loud. I have never heard her make so much noise. I was like, can she still oh, so be mad. actually playing something? Because this is almost on a new so level. Bad. And sure enough, she was yelling at the game like she normally it's does. I thought so she was yelling at someone fucking, in chat. I wasn't yelling at she the game. She was yelling at I some random at guy in a strike. Bloom. Oh my God. That's okay, amazing. so I'm playing. I'm playing the Nightfall Strike this week, and it's um, it's the Seda one, and I I fucking hate this strike, you guys. It's literally probably the most the annoying corrupted. strike. I uh, I hate it corrupted. with all my being. Mid-day like I will do any other too. strike before this strike. Like I do not like this strike. So I already don't like it, but I'm like whatever. I'm just gonna go through like my three. I'm gonna get my pinnacle. Like fuck this. Let's just do it. 
and I log in <laughs> and I'm playing and we get in the room where you've got to grab the balls and like what you're supposed to do is throw them to a fire team member so that you can get the you know the shields down like in one throw and and you can even build up and get multiple balls throw them back together create a little pile and then just like fuck some shit up like you you know like it's not hard yeah but you're just supposed to, the balls are supposed to get at the enemies in some way yeah these motherfuckers just kept grabbing the balls and running around with them and doing nothing and like one guy would throw the ball at the enemy and the other guy was just holding the ball he was just holding it just holding it but then we finally get done with the room i'm like struggling because like they're just they're not doing anything helpful and we finally get through the room and we're in the next part, and it's the part that kind of, like, goes back and forth between Taken and not Taken with, like, the ogre oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and oh, my God. I'm like, why am I struggling so hard with this? Why am I dying? Why is this guy's bar not going down? And it wasn't until I realized that one guy is still holding the fucking ball. He's not doing anything. He's just carrying the ball through the whole straight. He's just, He's just carrying it carrying yeah. the ball and the other guy is just like defending him yeah because that's i don't know che- why no, they because... weren't even on the same fire team okay i know why they're doing it because that's a cheese well it didn't cheese fucking shit no it makes it really hard for you. people that are having to do all the killing and i was like but dying, this is just a basic strike so playlist annoying. like right or no you were doing the um uh-huh Nightfall ordeal. No, you were doing the ordeal. You were doing the ordeal. Okay. But I was doing it at like 7.50. I mean, it was nothing. Like, I was just trying to get through like three strikes and get my pinnacle. And this guy is like, so I mean, I am like working my ass off to like try and just get through the strike and be done because I hate the strike and I didn't want to start it over and have to do it all over again. I mean, understandable. I was just like, I'm already in here and I've already gotten this far. So we finally get to like. Not the final boss encounter, you know, just like before she runs away, Mm -hmm. that one, where you still have to get her down. The problem is, is in this one, the ball does not frequently generate. And this dumbass kept taking the ball. What? Is he just holding it still? He kept and holding the ball, just holding it, just holding it. So I couldn't do any damage. I'm just repeatedly dying. Nobody is rezzing me. Like, throughout the whole thing, no one's resing me at all. At all. Ever. What? I have to constantly keep waiting because they're just playing with the fucking ball. The other guy eventually just leaves. And I was like, okay. So by the time we wipe, he has eight kills and I have 240. What? And I was just, like, ready to cry. I was so annoyed. I was yelling and screaming and pounding on my desk. She was genuinely angry. Alice was just laughing at me because, like, it was just the dumbest shit ever. And finally, I was just like, I'm leaving, Elemist. Come join me. i like, fuck this. Let's do it from scratch without this motherfucker. Like, I left after we wiped for the third time. It literally took three wipes oh before I gave up. Yeah. Yeah. That's trash. I... It was the like oh worst destiny experience of my life because of this dumbass. Oh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. And the worst part was is I was like, is this like some five year old on like his brother's account and he doesn't know how to play? Battery trolling. No, had, that's trolling. That's just trolling. Cause cause the guy had like the whole fucking um seal for for moments of triumph for this year. Yeah. Which, so like you knew he knew what he was doing. Yeah. I was or he had so enough money. Oh man, I was getting so mad. I mean, yeah, if you so want to do recoveries, 
Don't get me started on recoveries because you won't like what I have to say. All right. Well, before we go into more story time with Orchid raging against account recoveries, which is horrible. Elemis is my shout out. Oh, no. I'm raging for account recoveries. Oh, well, then you're a horrible person. Yes. Account recoveries are the worst. They ruin games. All right. Well, before we get into craziness, then uh, the only I only have a couple shout outs. I, as I said, I was going to shout people out as they found me on Twitter. I have now found people decided they want to find me because maybe they just want to be shouted out. I'm pretty sure there was a third one. I apologize if I missed that, but I've had a, I have a shout out for Warcry for Bacon or Iron Rose Papa and also ADP Colossus. So congratulations on Hi, finding me. Now I feel like this is a thing that I ADP regret. ADP Colossus is like obsessed with us, and I love it. But they have their own destiny. We also they do indeed. We also gave him an existential crisis this week at work after listening to the Ishtar Collective episode. <laughs> Very nice. Yep. And so, that was awesome. That was hysterical. Shout outs to you guys. As I said, I would if you found me. Not that I'm that hard to find. And then also shout out to Bungie for keeping up, trying, doing what they can. Hopefully they will make a fantastic new expansion. But not just for this, but for everything they have done. Because uh, I would like to shout out Halo because... Their original, not their original game, but one of the bigger games they're known for is like what really kind of got me into like real. It's like my first FPS game and really story driven game, other than like Zelda, that I really got into. Um, so, like, that kind of cho- that is why I played nothing but Xbox for so long. Like, everything. Thank you for making that game. It was fantastic. You guys always have done great stuff. So, shout out to that. And hopefully that Destiny continues to, at the very least, bring good story content that we can talk about. Even if the game might not be my the most fun to play, every time we actually get into recording, I'm like, oh, I'm, it's just fun to talk about this stuff. So shout out to them. And oh, yeah. That's, that's it. Yay. All right. Mm-hmm. So reminders, everybody. Because this episode is so long and... <laughs> You're gonna have it's fun editing this. Cut. The lot, lots were... will be cut. It's yeah, okay. it's really a lot of yeah. like in between. Lots will be cut. Um, okay, reminders. Just check us out on Twitter. I'm only gonna say the one at Guardians underscore Laura. If you want to hear the rest of the spiel, it's on every episode, and honestly, you can find us very easily. Hopefully, um, you listen to the beginning because so I'm lazy. Not just this part. Yeah, that too. Uh, email Guardians underscore Laura at Outlook.com. Instagram Guardians of Lore. Leave us a review wherever you find your podcast, and join our Discord. All of these things are linked in our show or on our on this episode and in the show notes that I have been working on uh, for the Lore Network. I don't believe that it has been updated on there to begin starting to add them, but once it does, there will be at least three that are ready to go. Um, And then they should be added weekly. So, yeah. Uh, Thanks. And, yeah. Everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey, and Hyven, since they're cutting this out. Yeah. You want to show me your penis? <laughs> I don't right. know what's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's, that's, the first that's staying in. I'm sorry. Uh, that's uh, not going to be cut chat. out. <laughs> I just posted something that... um. Is it your penis? Because I've seen it. So.